Let's start with a, uh, a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for, again, for who you are. You're a communicating God. You've come down. You've stepped in. You've sent your son into our, our uh, life, into our world, and to, to, to know what it is to, to, to be like us, to sympathize with our weaknesses, uh, but not to sin, to have struggled and been tempted as we are yet without sin, so that he can be that perfect sacrifice that we look to. Thank you for his life, and as John calls him, the word. Help us now as we turn to considering um, the spiritual disciplines which revolve around, center around your word. Help us to appreciate, to hold that up, and to, to love that, and to be drawn to you through it. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, so a little bit of review from last week. Um, I chatted with a few people, and it was clear to me that there there were some points of clarification and and whatnot, so I'll jump right into it. Spiritual disciplines, this is your first point, not that you have to take notes, are for believers. I kind of overlooked that. Uh, maybe it's a, a, um, a given, but just to state it uh, clearly... The spiritual disciplines are for the believers. This is where it could be legalistic to just try to follow, you know, read my Bible more, listen to God's word more, pray more, do these things more. It's not going to make you a believer. So if that's not clear, I want to say that outright. Spiritual disciplines are for believers. They are means that God uses that that believers can take up, actions that we can do um, to put us, you know, in the common path of our Lord and to grow in holiness. So thought that that was a good um, clarification point. Also, uh, I want to clarify what the spiritual disciplines are not. Um, Donald Whitney says it, and and this is the the, the outline of of our ABF. The spiritual disciplines can be found in the Bible. Maybe that, that's another Captain Obvious statement, but things like gardening or playing golf or riding a bike or sewing or any of these other activities are not in and of themselves spiritual disciplines. Now, you may find those things helpful. You can certainly garden and meditate on God's Word. You can go on a bike ride and enjoy the, the beauty that God has created and, 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 and consider His Word. Maybe you even have your, your headphones on and you're listening to God's Word. Those are great things but they are not found in, in Scripture as far as, uh, you know, commanded and, or, or, or uh, examples, um, if you will. So just to, to, to narrow in, why aren't we also considering the spiritual discipline of gardening? Well, because God's Word is, is active. Let me just read this, this Scripture for you in 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 to 17 to help us identify um, what is everything that will make us complete and lacking uh, nothing or equipped for everything. All Scripture is, you probably can quote this, breathed out by God and profitable for teaching and reproof, correction and training and righteousness, that the man of God may be complete and equipped for every good work. So all, all that we need to be complete and equipped for every good work is here in the Bible. So we... You, we're looking at spiritual disciplines that are derived from the Bible. Gardening, things like that are, are great and can be used in tandem with spiritual disciplines to help you grow. 
Um, however, thinking about how well your tomatoes are doing this year, which they probably are if you have a garden like mine, they're doing great, is not going to help you when you encounter sin or when you encounter um, a difficulty. It's not going to help to think, just, man, how great are those you know, tomatoes doing this year? However, reading your Bible, th- things like that will equip you and help you. So that's a little bit of a distinguishing um, comment you know, about the, what the spiritual disciplines are. And that isn't to say that you can't, you know, do those things or do many other things. I only mentioned a few uh, in tandem with, you know, God's word um, that will also help, um, you know, promote uh, growth and godliness. And then finally, by way of review, the spiritual disciplines are, are active. They're there are things you do. So um, even though holiness is a gift from God, we considered that last week. Holiness is a gift from God. We ought not to sit around and wait for God to move. Like, okay, well, since it's all up to God anyway, um, I'm just going to you know, let him be the one to, to initiate and to do and, and, and to handle everything. No, um, we, we have some examples, and let's consider this. First, we'll just kind of review from what we looked at last week. I won't get into the whole wives' tales, silly myths, old, old women's things. Um, I'll leave that for Jamie. Jamie's got that you know, squared up for a couple weeks from now, so um, he'll handle that. Uh, but listen again to 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. Have nothing to do with irreverent myths, irreverent silly myths, rather. Rather, train yourself for godliness. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. So Paul says to Timothy and to us to train yourself for godliness, or as the NASB says, devote yourself or uh, uh, meditate. Oh, uh, what is it now? Uh, not train yourself, but discipline yourself. There you go. Discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. That's, that's the NESB version. So anyway, anyway, I was just trying to say it two different ways. That was uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. You bet. So discipline yourself, NESB, for the purpose of godliness, or, or train yourself for godliness, as the ESV says. Um, so Paul's saying, hey, do this thing. Train yourself. Discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness, even though Paul knows very well that the, the, the ability and the desire come from God. We looked at that last week. Also consider this. Um, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. We, we looked at that last week as well. Strive for peace with everyone and for holiness or for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. So there again, the writer of Hebrews is encouraging, urging, uh, ad, 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 admon, uh, or the what's the word I'm looking for? Ad, admonishing. Thank you. I was trying to say admonitioning. That's not a word, but I could try to make it up. And as long as I say it confidently, uh, most people would be like, "That's probably a word." Um, admonishing the the uh, believers to strive, do something, work at um, growing in holiness. And then just to complete the, the circle, Paul in, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10, says this. And, and consider what he says here. He, he talks about working, and then he talks about what's really at work. Um, by the grace of God, well, I might be mixing two. That's also Philippians coming. But by the grace of God, this is 1 Corinthians 15, verse 10. By the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace towards me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them. I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, 
but the grace of God that is with me. So consider that reality. I mean, this is the world we live in. We're, you know, the Lord makes demands of us, but he supplies the desire and the ability. I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God with me. Therefore, Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 to 13, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now not only is in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Doesn't stop there, right? Verse 13, For it is God who is at work within you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So, just again, um, the, the spiritual disciplines are they're, they're active. They're things that you do. We are commanded to be holy as He is holy, and um, and we're also given uh, means to do that. And I think that's that's what we're we're about in this ABF. That's what Paul's about in his encouragement. Get to work because the Lord is at work. Um, and I worked harder than any of them, though it wasn't I, but Christ in me. So or the grace of God, rather, um, that was with me. So spiritual disciplines are, are active. They're things that we do, again, not to earn favor with God, but to put ourselves in, in, in the place to, to, to meet God, to know him more. And clearly, um, you know, I hope that becomes rather clear uh, throughout the, the study. So there's your review. Now we are back to reading God's word. We'll finish it up because otherwise time will escape me. <laughs> so we went through a couple of, of points last week as it pertains to reading God's Word, and we finished up, or, or, or we left off rather, with a do not be discouraged. And I just want to speak more to that. I kind of ended quickly on that, and I want to give that a little bit more proper attention. Do not be discouraged if you can't read as much as you would like. Anyone ever feel like that? You feel like, man, you know, um, the Bible's a you know a long book, and and uh, how am I going to make it through and and you know soak anything in and this that and the other? Uh, don't be discouraged. Um, there's different seasons in life when um, reading God's Word comes in in you know in large portions, and there's sometimes where reading God's Word comes in in smaller uh, bite-sized portions. Um, In my own personal experience, having children uh, kind of, you know, narrows the reading of God's Word a little bit because you've got some other things to take care of, and and, um, it's not easy to just say, I'm going to set aside this time, I'm going to, you know, be alone, I'm going to be undistracted, and, 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 um, you know, open God's Word, and and just read, you know, the five or so chapters, and, and, um, and be done. It's, it's a lot more difficult. Um, but maybe in those seasons of life where reading God's Word may be a little more difficult, perhaps it's, a, it's, a, it's more of a, um, a season for hearing God's Word. You could have something playing in the background uh, while you're rocking a baby, or you can you know, have something playing in the background while you're getting these things on, changing diapers and, and things of that sort. The, word might, or the Lord might speak a fit word for you in, in that occasion um, through, through those trials. So different seasons, don't be discouraged. The point is, is that you're getting yourself into God's word. Remind yourself that you're not reading to earn your salvation, but rather uh, out of love and obedience. You know, because sometimes you feel like, um, I don't, you know, want to read my Bible today. I don't feel like, you know, reading my Bible. Is it is it still, you might struggle, is it, is it legalistic to just pick it up and be like, well, I don't really want to, but um, I guess I should. 
um, the Lord may work through that. Um, he, he works through his word in powerful ways. You may g- get into your Bible reading time and be like, I really would rather be doing something else. And then the Lord, you know, reveals something to you and, and you're all of a sudden you're engaged and you're, you have something to change and you're like, I, I needed that. Or you remember something and, and you, you know, you need to go have a word with a brother or sister. The Lord can work through that. So don't, don't obviously don't think that checking the box off of your, you know, reading list is, is going to earn favor with the Lord. It won't. However, it can put you in the place to get the, the grace and, and um, the word fit for the time that you need at that time, even if you don't have the, the feelings. And uh, perhaps you can memorize um, Psalm 119, verses 33 to 40. We went through that recently. I'm just going to read that because um, it is good. Sorry, let me get there. Psalm 119, verse 33 to 40. This is Heth, or He, rather. Heh. I don't know Hebrew. Heh, right? Yeah. Is it Greek? Okay. (laughs) It's all Greek to me. Um, Teach me, O Lord, the ways of your statutes, and I will keep them to the end. Give me understanding that I may keep your law and observe it with my whole heart. Lead me in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. Incline my heart to your testimonies and not to selfish gain. Turn my eyes from looking at worthless things and give me life in your ways. Confirm to your servant your promises that you may be feared. Turn away the reproach that I dread, for your rules are good. Behold, I long for your precepts. In your righteousness, give me life. I mean, hear the the plea in the beginning. Teach me. Give me understanding. Lead me in the path of your commandments. Incline my heart to your testimonies. Maybe that's a good section to memorize for those times when you're not quite feeling like reading God's word and you think that it's just not going to be that helpful. Make that your prayer. Teach me. Incline my heart. Lead me. You may... Read your Bible without any real application at the moment. This is all around the sphere of don't be discouraged. You may think, wow, I'm in Leviticus. What am I going to get out of this? (laughs) Or I'm in some other section of the Bible. Or you may think this is just not... You know, uh, you know, a good word for, for me in my season. Uh, this kind of maybe is a, a symptom of, of going through a Bible reading plan where you don't get to pick what you read. You're, you're going through the Bible and you're trying to, you know, have some structure to that. And I would encourage that. I said, said as much last week. Um, so, you know, maybe, maybe that's kind of what you're going into. Like, I, I'm not sure I'm going to get a ton out of this. You, you don't know what the Lord will do. You, you don't know what the Lord will bring into your life down the road. Maybe the application that the Lord has for you when you're reading your Bible at this moment isn't quite fit for right now, but it's coming down the road. So um, do it in faith know, and trust that the Lord knows what he's doing. And if nothing else, you know God's word better. And, and, and you may have an opportunity to speak God's word to someone. And, and being familiar or, or coming across that, that passage may uh, prove to be uh, helpful. This is another do not be discouraged. You might be a person who's a perfectionist. And, and you might think that um, you'll never have enough time or enough you know, uh, time spread out for the perfect Bible time, you know, where you grab your word, you read it, 
you're underlining, you're taking notes, you're meditating on it, you're going into you know, a deeper study of some portion of it. You may, if you're a perfectionist and you think that's the way that Bible reading needs to be, um, don't, don't be uh, um, misled because um, you may not have time for that. And you don't want the, the devil with his evil inertia to prevent you from making you know, a good use of your time um, and instead saying, I don't have time to do it perfectly, so I'm not going to do it at all. You may very well just need to take smaller bites of God's word at that time and you know, open up a time later for uh, meditation or open up a time later for, for studying. So if you, if you feel like Bible reading has to be, or your Bible time, I should say, has to be the perfect you know, Bible time that you just get everything out of it and, and all of the application comes uh, right then and there, then um, I would say consider that the Bible is not like, you know, a honey-do list. That's certainly, you know, something that I struggle with at home is Allison has things that she would like me to get done, you know, certain things around the house. And I, I have this um, feeling like I, I won't take up any project until I know that I can get it done. I know all of the, or I'm familiar with, you know, what, it, what needs to be done. I'm, I've, I've uh, become acquainted with maybe some of the obstacles that, that might occur during this so, uh, so that I don't leave the job half done because no one likes a half-working stove after all. So I, I, I won't, I, just in my own personal life, I just won't take on a home project unless I feel confident that I can bring it to the end. Uh, Bible reading is not like that. You don't need to, you know, leave, you will never leave the Bible incomplete if you start to take uh, bites of it. You'll, you'll, you'll be able to, um, you know, take what, what it is that you have time for and, and receive that, and the Lord can use that. So don't feel that it needs to be perfect and absolutely complete because um, it may not be that for you in that, in that time. So allow the Lord to, to work through the, the, the bit that you can take in, but take it in nonetheless. Um, my f- other final point for reading God's Word is read together with your family. I find this helpful and encouraging um, just having uh, young ones um, to, you know, like I, I think of this as, as kind of the, um, the Shema, right? I think that's what it's called. I don't know. I'm, I'm not the greatest, so I'll turn to it. Uh, Deuteronomy 6, verses um, 6 through something, maybe? 4 through, four through 9. Uh, consider, consider this. I know that it's it's to Israel, but it certainly has applications for us as parents and um, and just believers in general. Hear, O Israel, Yahweh our God, Yahweh is one. You shall love Yahweh with Yahweh your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk about them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the door post of your house and on your gates. So if you are looking for ways to you know, speak God's word to your children or to help them to grow, uh, to know the Lord more, read your Bible with them. Make that, make that part of, you know, maybe it's not the whole section of what you do for your Bible reading time. Maybe a couple uh, chapters or so you, you read with them um, as well. So 
that helps kind of strengthen and encourage uh, the reading of God's Word, because now you've got little ones who are excited and, and, and know when you don't do it, <laughs> and uh, can remind you, hey, we haven't done that. So um, just another tool to help you in that path. Consider a few final things, and then I, one of the things that I remember from last week is I didn't give enough time for, for um, some, some questions and comments, so I intend to do so at the end of, of reading God's Word and memorizing God's Word, so here we go. Hear what Jesus has to say in Matthew chapter 4, and let's just consider that. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. Uh, we'll look at Matthew chapter 4 a little later in its totality, at least 1 through 11. But here in, in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, he says, as he's responding to Satan, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Do you believe that? Yes, Bennett. Is there a mic, maybe? We're not quite in. That's why our, our, our helpers are not quite ready, but... I just got done reading Matthew. Very good. <laughs> and I think I just scared the crap out of that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually got done reading Matthew, and that verse you were saying, um, where you were talking about bread, Mm-hmm. And Jesus also said he did not ask for bread. He was asking loaves of um, 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 the, um, some kind of bird type. We will get Two to... loaves of something, right? Yeah, we'll get more to the context of Matthew chapter 4 here in a little bit. And maybe it'll be refreshing for you to, to revisit I it. I just got done. I had 28 chapters. Yes. I read that. Good, good. I think that you'll enjoy and be encouraged by what we have now later. Now I'm working on Mark right now. I just literally got done with Matthew. Good deal. Thank you, Bennett. Matthew chapter 4, um, verse 4. Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Do you believe that? I mean, consider if you've ever come to church and, and gone Sunday to Sunday without opening your Bible. Listen to what Jesus says here. He says, man does not live on bread alone. Now consider the, the extent and the attention uh, that you give to, to eating throughout the week, throughout the day. You, you, you eat multiple times a day. You think about what you're going to eat. You make an effort to plan it. You even go out of your way sometimes to get the better of the thing to eat that, as opposed to here or there. You do stuff to, to make sure that your eating is, is um, enjoyable. But you do something. And Jesus says, man doesn't live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So Consider how often you might need to be in God's word in order to truly live, right? Also, just a final kind of anecdote before we move to a time of, um, of questions. Uh, one of the most um, times of growth in my life, one of the, 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 the 
the most enjoyable times that I can remember um, is, is when we were in Simpson College and, and there was a group of us and many of us um, who are part of this church, or I should say a few of us who are part of this church, kind of were in this Bible reading uh, thing that we did at Simpson College. Um, and it's just, I mean, just looking back on it, it's, it's like, man, I wish we could go back to that, but there's obviously no way back, right? And once you have kids and, and you know, you have a house of your own, it's just not going to work. Um, although we did mimic it um, during COVID, I'll get to that. Um, so we would, five nights out of the week, we would get together and just read God's Word. We would do it through this, this plan, one of these plans that are up here. Um, and we'd read, you know, through four different sections of the Bible, and we would do it together, and we would talk about it some. But, um, but that was such an such a, a instrumental, uh, informative time in my life where, um, you know, just getting God's Word in um, was opening up things that, that, the, you know, that were coming up in my life, things that I was hearing at church, things that I was hearing at school. I mean, it was just like, you know, once you're in God's Word and you're, you're um, you know, you're hearing it and, and you're reading it, not retaining everything, but it's, you know, you're retaining some of it, um, it helps you to, to sharpen your sword um, as you understand and hear and read more of God's Word. So it was a great time, <coughs> excuse me, and a lot of growth through that time, and I don't think that, that growth was uh, coincidental. I think that it was directly driven by just being in God's Word more. Also, during COVID, we happen to have a unique block. Um, we were able to just get together and, and read God's Word and, and sing, you know, um, at a distance, you know, and not as a group of more than 10, um, but each individual in their own household and their own lawn, but we were, we were able to get together and just read God's Word uh, together. Not a lot of talking, not, not a sermon, um, just hearing God's Word and, and, and praising Him and singing. Um, and it's just that, that again, was, was a very, I mean, if you think of all the effects of COVID and just being isolated, it was a very um, sweet time a precious time for, for, for all of us who were involved, and even some people who, who, who joined from uh, not West Salem. <laughs> so uh, it was a cool time. Again, it's, 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 it's reading God's Word. Reading God's Word will open up doors for so many things um, in our lives, and I'd like to hear um, maybe some of the things that, um, that or, or things that you do to help read God's Word more, and, um, and maybe some other things, questions. With, with this being the leading question, how will you discipline yourself to read God's Word? Because I, you know, I want that to be the thrust of, a, of, of what we go away with at, at, at a point. Bennett. Now, Bennett, you know I like to speak, so I only got 15 minutes. Okay, I got the answer this time. Mouth of God. Mouth of God. Yes. Yes. Every That's word that comes from the very end of, of the sentence where he says, The bread you bring to me, but you don't speak of the mouth of God. And that's what it said on chapter 4, verse 4. There we you go. You said that, I said that to you. Appreciate I just it. wanted you to know that. <laughs> well, thank you. Ow. And also, oh. I'm wanting to tell you, I'm on Mark. Three. I always do three chapters a day, right. and I'm on Proverbs 17 right now. I do two chapters uh, in the Old Testament, and then I'm in the New Testament too. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay. 
<clears throat> so we have lots of different kinds of bread today. You know, the gluten-free, the you know, the wheat, the white, the sourdough. The, no, I'm just I'm just kidding. But uh, um, one of the comments you made, you know, you were talking about, well, you know, might not feel like it today, might not, you know, that's. And again, you know, I know your comments were general comments, but, you know, there's, a, there's just tons of things in life we do that we don't feel like it. And, um, in fact, some days most things I don't feel like doing. Um, and True. But that doesn't have anything to do with your feelings. You, you get up and you do it, um, and you're right, sometimes more than others. Um, and sometimes you just fail miserably. But... Uh, you know, generally, motivation doesn't happen from, oh, I feel motivated to do this. It's usually from the action comes first. And you just do it. And then eventually, um, sometimes more than others, then you do feel motivated. And you do, it, it just works out. And uh, I know for me, I've had, just like you, I've had seasons in my life where, honestly, it was a drudgery to get up and read the Word um, and to incorporate it in my daily life. And, and I did, wasn't getting a lot out of it. And uh, I don't like those times. Um, and I've had other times where, it's like you said, I wish I could spend, you know, two hours a day reading and just I'm getting so much out of it. And uh, But again, you can't, you can't just do that when you, oh, yeah, well, I feel like it today. So uh, that's it. Amen. It reminds me of uh, one of the things that I kind of dread doing but still find or, or, or later, by the grace of God, see the benefit in disciplining children anyone feel like that like oh man do i have to discipline them again you know and and you may dread that and you may be going through a season of just not wanting to do that but in the end you see uh that um sparing the rod does not help the child but to 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 be consistent does help the child elder jake am i on yeah just speaking to al's point about how sometimes you're plodding through and it's um just speaking to the active blessings and the role of God in all this. And sometimes, you know, as, as a younger man, you're just sort of reading along. And again, sometimes it seems like, oh, this is really hugely important. Sometimes you're like, I don't know. I feel like I'm just sort of doing this because I know I'm supposed to. And you plod along because as a younger man, one of the things you have more of is time, right? And then it's a very humbling experience. Could be days later, weeks later, months, years later. Perhaps you are in the midst of struggling with the temptation, and out of nowhere, you, you, you'll, in your mind, you can picture this verse that has come to you, so to speak, in a moment of great need. And you think, huh. Well, that was exactly what I needed at this, at this precise moment. Or perhaps it's a question you're struggling with. You're like, man, if I just knew what to do, and there's that verse. And you're like, I'm not even sure I tried to memorize that, but it's in there, and now I have it at this exact moment. And it's a humbling experience, almost, you know, moves you to the point of almost silence when you think about, like, wow, I don't think this verse that I read several times, you know, months or years ago, just happened to fall into my lap at this exact moment. And it's, and it's an amazing thing to see how God can work with and bless that time that you put in pursuing him in his word and can use those 
to provide for you, encourage you, even discipline you at an exact moment. And uh, to see God work like that is an amazing thing. But like Al said, sometimes that means that you have to plod along so that you have those in your mind and so that you're taking these in because, you know, all Scripture is profitable, but if you just read one verse and read it every single day again and again and again, that is, that is profitable, but we need all of the Scripture so that in all the trials and questions and temptations we face in life, um, God can use those to encourage us, and it's just a... It's an argument for, like you said, don't be discouraged. Keep reading. If there's times when it doesn't all come together, use the time you have, and God will be very faithful in blessing that. Thanks for that encouragement. Elder Sweet. Uh, with respect to what Jake just said, uh, I found it interesting in the book. The author said uh, the Holy Spirit only has the tools to work in your life that you've given him. And so if you've, if you've not absorbed any of the, the word, he can't bring. He can't recall to your mind something you've never put in there in the first place, and I thought that was very interesting. So even you know, even if you don't know why I'm studying this today, it may be something the Holy Spirit's going to use a year and a half from now or whatever. But the other thing I was going to say is, you know, I've I'm, I'm as guilty as anybody of saying throughout my life, you know, I don't have time. I really don't have time for this. You know, I'm too busy to to do this. But I find that. We make time, we find time to do anything that's important to us. I don't care what it is. You know, if we've got a uh, hobby or whatever, we'll find time. And it's, it's really remarkably easy to find time for Scripture, learning, for... I mean, we, we have lunch every day. We have, we have drive time to and from uh, work. Uh, it's just a matter of do we want to listen to Sports Center yet another time, or or do we want to, uh, you know, we want to spend that in a more constructive way. Amen. Bridget. Well, since you brought up Leviticus, I remember this one time I was reading Leviticus and didn't have the best attitude, and I got to the cleanliness chapter, and, you know, was just kind of trying to get through it, trying to check it off the list. And at the time, I had a toddler who was struggling with some poop issues of, you know, inquisitive poop issues and smearing poop places that it shouldn't be. (laughs) And that day I walked in, and it just hit me, you know, you don't touch poop, it's unclean. Just like you shouldn't touch dead bodies or bodily, you know, it just hit me in a new way that I was like, wow, this makes so much sense. The Israelites were clueless. My toddler is clueless as to why this is a bad idea, but it is. And (laughs) anyway, it became very real to me. So this practical application in the cleanliness code for sure. Well, sometimes when I'm struggling and not wanting to read the word, I remember God saying his verse that um, when he sends his word out, it will not return void. So I just ask him, please, you know, lay that into my brain and may it do what the purpose you sent it out for in my life. Amen. I just looked at the clock, so I am going to transition to, wow, time flies when you're having fun, Uh, memorizing God's word. Well, Lord willing, have a little bit of time for questions afterwards. All right, fly through. Here we go. 
Uh, there are a lot of resources available, right, for memorizing God's Word. Fighter verses through Desiring God is, is one that comes to mind. Um, there's just so much material out there for reading God's, or sorry, memorizing God's Word. But you have to be reading God's Word in order to be memorizing it, right? So we're kind of flowing from uh, probably the most, not probably, I would argue, the most Foundational spiritual discipline is, 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 you know, hearing and reading God's word. From that, you can memorize. From that, you can meditate. From that, you can have prayers or, or an informed, you know, uh, prayer. You wouldn't know how to pray without it um, or, or things to pray for. From it, you get all of the other uh, spiritual disciplines kind of um, find their, their, their um, base in, in reading the word of God. So we have memorizing the word of God. I'm going to forego reading Matthew chapter 4, but I want you to be reminded you know, what, what did Jesus use in combating Satan? Did he pull out some magic trick? Did he, what did he use? Someone tell me. The Word, right? Listen to this. It is written, verse 4. Verse 7, again, it is written. Verse 10, for it is written. He wasn't, you know, using any special um, tool or tactic against the devil. He was using something that you and I have access to and something that if we memorize, if we deposit, we will, as Elder Sweet said earlier, we will, the, the Holy Spirit can use that in our time of need. But the Holy Spirit can't use what it doesn't have, right? Right, Josiah? You can't, you can't do something well you know, in construction if you haven't learned it. I mean, look at me. Look at some of the things I've created at my house. <laughs> This, is, this seems intuitive. Oh, that's not safe. Don't climb up that tree. Um, anywho, you, you, won't, you won't be able to do it without um, having access to it. And uh, the Holy Spirit can't. It's not, I mean, you know, I remember as a, as a teenager or a young adult, um, someone, you know, just making this clear to me, like God's not just going to zap you with, you know, holiness, or he's not going to zap you with, you know, um, if you're praying for, the, the way that it was said to me is, is, is if you ask God for, um, like, uh, I can't think of exactly what they said, so I'll just say humility. It's not like the Lord's just going to zap you with humility. He's going to give you opportunities um, to, to, to work out humility. He's going to give you his word to inform you, um, you know, what it, what it means to be humble. And so it's not just some like magical dust that, that scatters on you and then all of a sudden you know everything there is to know in the Bible about humility. You have to put in the work. And that's why it's a spiritual discipline um, because God will use that and he can use that. But you have to do the work um, for him to, to be able to have access to that for you. Memorizing equips us with truths for our daily lives. We kind of talked about that, you know, our day-to-day um, it's unlikely that we'll have enough time to pull out our Bible, look up what we're looking for, read it, think about it, study it. We, we, you know, things come at us at, you know, at fast pace. You know, you got a kid that's disobeying. You've got something that's going on. You have a friend that, that is going through a hard time. These things don't come at us at a speed where we can sit down and have our full Bible study and then get back to the person. If you're not memorizing God's Word, you may not have a word for your friend, or you may be like, man, I know the Bible has something to say for you, but I just don't remember it, you know, um, and those are humbling times. So it's, um, it, can, it can be helpful in encouragement, and evangelism, even a word to yourself. Um, if you think of, of Psalm 119, verse 11, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So 
you can speak truth to yourself to prevent yourself from, from also um, transgressing as well. Um, there it is, right there. Listen to Proverbs chapter 22, verse 17 through 19. Incline your ear and hear the words of the wise and apply your heart to my knowledge. Again, this is Proverbs twenty-two seventeen to 19, if anyone wanted to write that down. Um, 4, verse 18, it will be pleasant if you keep them within you, if all of them are ready on your lips, that your trust may be in the Lord. I have made them known to you today, even to you. Incline your ear and hear the words of the wise. Apply your heart to knowledge. Keep them within you and have them ready on your lips that you may trust, sorry, that your trust rather may be in Yahweh. So it has a very practical application when it comes to, to, to our faith and, and, and what we're looking to. If we have verses memorized that we can, on our lips, remind ourselves of. Memorize your verse word perfect. These are just um, kind of uh, encouragements along the way of memorization. This is something that Donald Whitney points out and something that, that I need to grow in myself. Um, it's, it does no good to me to, to memorize a verse half because then I struggle, I, I start to say it, and then I'm like, is that really what it says? How do I know what it means if I don't know what it says? Anywho, um, so, you know, remember or memorize your, your, word, your uh, text your scripture, word perfect, and it will be a blessing to you and a blessing to others as you um, use that in their, in their time of need. Find someone to hold you accountable. This can be, you know, someone who else is also memorizing verses. We've done this in our small group with the Psalms. As we're coming up on a new strophe, we try to memorize it together, and some are better than others <laughs> at memorizing, but discipline will make us all better. Do it... Um, as a family is another encouragement. I, I just really want to push and promote um, reading, memorizing, doing things in God's Word as a family. If you don't use it, you'll lose it, right? Everyone knows that principle, right? So if you memorize a, uh, some scripture, recite it you know, to yourself or to others often, because if you don't use it, you'll lose it, and then you, you once had it sharply, crisply, word for word, and now you've got kind of the E-S-N-A-S, King James Version. Um, so review them. And then memorizing God's Word aids meditating on God's Word. Amen? If you memorize God's Word, then you can meditate on God's Word anywhere. You can meditate on God's Word when you're working. You can meditate on God's Word when you're gardening. You can med- meditate on God's Word when you're riding your bike. All of these other things that we do throughout the day, if we've memorized God's Word, we can think about it. We can think through and we can, um, you know, have a conversation in our own self uh, about God's Word. So, memorize God's Word aids meditation. I want to read one thing right quick, and that may be all we have time for. Um, so, just a couple things. After today's time, if, you're, if you found yourself looking in the mirror and you're discouraged or disappointed at your Bible intake as far as hearing God's Word and reading God's Word and meditating on God's Word, I'm just going to, if I can't say it better, I'm just going to use Donald Whitney's example um, to encourage you with the words of Paul. I'll switch it up a little bit. He doesn't quite say it this way, but in Philippians chapter 3, take this as an encouragement. Forgetting what lies behind and pressing forward for what lies ahead. 
So if you have found yourself lacking in the area of Bible reading or Bible hearing or or Bible memorization, forget what lies behind and press forward or strain forward for what lies ahead. Take up, you know, new new, uh, vigor for for reading and and hearing and, and meditating on God's word. Let me read Ezra 7, verse 10, and I would ask all of you to meditate on this until next week. Next week we'll, we'll get into um, meditation of God's Word, or meditating rather on God's Word, and then uh, studying God's Word. So think about, the, or listen to this and, and meditate on, on you know, what Ezra does here and the order in which he does things. Ezra 7, verse 10. For Ezra set his heart to study the law of Yahweh, and to do it, and to teach his statutes and rules in Israel. And that's informative, the way that that happens. He set his heart to study the law of Yahweh, and to do it, and to teach it to, to others. So we will look more into that. Sorry that we didn't have enough time to, uh, to get to more comments, but I will... Um, if you allow me, open our time next time with instead of a review, um, since we're pretty well done with meditating, we can, we can get to questions and comments on meditating. Let me close in a word of prayer. Thank you for your patience. Father, we thank you for your word. Again, um, all, all of our life um, is surrounded and, and, and um, informed by many things, but the center of, of all of it should be your word so that we are directed appropriately and, and truthfully. Help us, Lord, to, to remember that, to, to, to do something about that. If we, if we are lacking in any area, Lord, help us to, to see clearly uh, the next step and to take that next step by faith. And I pray that you would just bring things to remembrance, that you would allow us to encounter very helpful and practical tips and ways and and things that we can do so that we can commit time each day to getting in your word and that we could commit to memorizing your word so that we have your word in our time and others' times of need. In your name we pray. Amen.